Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus with producer Sana Marie. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Breaking news. The Verbally Effective podcast is on the ballot for the Memphis Flyers' best local podcast. Thank you guys for your nominations. I really appreciate all of your continued support. But hey, ladies and gentlemen, we have to vote. I need you guys to vote. Voting lasts until September 16th. And all you have to do is head to Instagram to the Verbally Effective page. Click the link in bio and it will send you to the Memphis Flyers voting for best local podcast. I appreciate all of your continued support in making Verbally Effective the best local podcast. And hey, the best global podcast as well. Thank you, guys. Hi, my name is Jessica Benson, and I'm Verbally Effective because I get to use my voice to help show that women have a place in sports media, and I also love to bring a little bit of joy and laughter to each and every one of your days as I get to be a part of Rise and Grind on Grind City Media with my wonderful co-host, Megan Triplett. Jessica Benson hosts Rise and Grind with Jessica and Megan on Grind City Media. She is also the host of the Memphis Grizzlies radio broadcast pregame, postgame, and halftime shows. Before joining the Grizzlies, Jessica served as the weekend sports anchor for WATN-TV, the ABC affiliate in Memphis. She also filled in as a host on a variety of shows for 92.9 ESPN Radio, as well as Kevin Cerrito's Saturday morning show on Sports 56. Prior to her time in Memphis, Jessica was the sports director and weekday sports anchor for KNDU-TV and SWX in the Tri-Cities, Washington. Jessica graduated summa cum laude from the University of Southern California with a degree in broadcast and digital journalism and minors in sports media studies and popular music studies. While in school, she worked with ESPN's Sports Nation, uscfootball.com, NBC at the 2012 London Olympic Games, the Rose Bowl in 2012 and 14, the 2014 BCS National Championship Game, and NBC Nightly News. She grew up in Highlands Ranch, Colorado. Verbally Effective, your double E, Ina Esco here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 136 of the Verbally Effective podcast. You know what? It's been so much going on. We've been, uh, Sanaya and myself, my producer, have been trying to get some 
fabulous guests in this entire pandemic. And I think we have hit the nail on the head today because I'm fangirling because I love women in the media. So I would like to introduce to you right now, Jessica Benson. She is the host of Rise and Grind with Jessica and Megan on Grind City Media. And she's also the host with the Memphis Grizzlies radio broadcast pregame, postgame, halftime show. What's up, Jessica Benson? How are you, lady? Hey, you talking about fangirling. I'm fangirling with you. I'm so excited to be talking with you tonight. Girl, look, you are in a man's world holding it down with your opinions on all of these sports. I love it. Like, I'm a former athlete as well, so... You know, I have so many questions to ask you today, Jessica. I really do. I really do. Well, let's go. I'm excited to answer them. Okay. So I know that recently, um, since uh, this particular year, you know, we're dealing with COVID and everything, and you all have created an entire new show, Rise and Grind, with Jessica and Megan. Tell me about this show, Jessica. Ooh, it is an exciting project to be a part of, and I'm really lucky to get to do it with my co-host, Megan Triplett. We have essentially, like you said, started a show from scratch in the middle of a pandemic. I made a big life decision earlier this year, um, kind of at the beginning of the pandemic, to step away from my career in local TV news, which which I had done for a little over five years. I needed to take a break. And, you know, kind of refocus my life, refocus my energy. And I was lucky enough within that period of time that I was taking to myself to have this opportunity arise with the Memphis Grizzlies. I'd always been really curious about getting into the team space as opposed to working for a local television company. And so it just felt like all the signs were pointing for me to do this. I love Memphis. I've really enjoyed getting to spend you know the last couple of years here I was like okay well, I like it enough why am I in a hurry to leave so let's do this and so I synced mm-hmm. up with Grind City Media and, and the Memphis Grizzlies and we started kind of brainstorming and building this show from scratch and we've gotten to this place where we've been on air or on YouTube, on digital. That's the other weird thing, too, now, is is making that shift from traditional media Mm -hmm. into the digital space, which everyone and their mother will tell you in media, you know, digital, digital, digital. Well, now I have an opportunity to put all the focus into that realm. And Megan and I start every morning together, 8 a.m. Our wonderful producer, CJ Hart, is in the booth with us. We have a nice little trio that talks about everything from sports to pop culture to entertainment we've tackled all of the COVID-19 related issues we've had some wonderful conversations on social injustice especially its place in sports over the last week and a half and we just are so grateful to have this space where we can talk about anything and there's not really any handcuffs or restrictions there we can go as long as we want we can go as short as we want we can show videos we can you know, refer to other people's audio clips, tweets, social media posts. It's a lot of fun. And that's, I think that's the, the biggest thing for me is just waking up every morning and having fun with my team. And that's yeah. just like the biggest blessing of all. 
That is amazing. That is amazing, Jessica. Now, um, you said you waking up early. What time are you getting up these days, Jessica? I get up right at five Ooh. on the dot, which is which is pushing it a little bit. But if I get up any earlier, I think see with some of the NBA games back in action now, and they're you know seven thirty tip times, eight p.m. tip times. I'm trying to stay up to watch those. So I get up right at five. I'm in studio by around six doing about two hours of prep work and then we go on air at eight and our show kind of that's the cool thing about the digital space though right like we don't have a hard out we don't have hard mm-hmm. commercial breaks so we take breaks where we need we'll go to nine thirty some days we'll go to nine forty five other days on a really long-winded day we'll go to nine fifty five and like push that 10 o'clock boundary mm-hmm. but we can do whatever whatever we feel is appropriate given the amount of content we have on any given day Wow, that's amazing. And like you said, you started actually in news and you have radio experience. Now you're covering that entire digital world, which is really like freedom, right? Like, I I know it was a big yes. difference. <laughs> like you said, it's less restrictions and you can really pretty much do what you want to do. I know you probably can wear what you want to wear, do what you want to do. Oh, oh my gosh. The way, I mean, it's, it's like such a trite thing to wear what you want to yes. wear. But the fact that I can go into work every morning in yoga pants and my favorite t-shirts or my favorite, we're, we're almost at hoodie season. We're almost yes. with the weather dropping. I, I got a little too excited. I wore, I finally got that really cool. There's that bright orange WNBA hoodie that went viral and everyone was wearing it. It's awesome. I got too excited. I wore it Monday. <laughs> it was way too hot. So I'm going to wait. I know it's September. I'm going to wait a little bit longer to bring it back out. I sometimes forget I live in the South now. It's very humid, especially yes. in these first couple weeks of September. Um, but yeah, I went from having to wear very, not buttoned up, but you know, I always joke, I wore so many jewel-toned dresses like that's what my whole closet was was just mm-hmm. rotating through anchor dresses essentially mm-hmm. and now to have the freedom to wear jeans or shorts or I can wear a dress still if I want to but it's, it's on my terms if I feel like getting fancy that day yes yes I know you love it I know you love it but you know Jessica I heard what you said you've been here for about a couple of years in Memphis Tennessee let's start at the beginning let's back up a bit Jessica Benson where are you originally from I was born in Perrysburg Ohio but I moved to Colorado when I was about two years old so I claim Colorado as my home I grew up in a city called Highlands Ranch Colorado which is about 20 minutes south of Denver so I was a, a Rocky Mountain kid and mm. I went to Thunder Ridge High School our mascot was the Grizzlies so I feel like what? it's very serendipitous to now be working for the Grizzlies wow. I was in a big hurry to get out of high school and to get out of my hometown but here I am back with the Grizzlies in my life once again isn't that something now you over there in Colorado wait a minute we're gonna spend a little minute on Colorado Jessica now okay. tell me about Colorado because when I think of Colorado I think of open space I think of mountains I think of beautiful scenery am I thinking correctly how you grew up the the scenery at least the scenery side you are okay yes and just I you take advantage I I personally took way too much advantage of being able to wake up and see the mountains each and every day there's a lot of days of sunshine there's no humidity in Colorado and Mm. I, I think the thing that I miss 
the most is just the outdoorsiness of it all and having that opportunity, you know, to, in the winter, take a trip to the mountains and go skiing or go on a hike on one of the mountains or the trails and there's reservoirs and lakes and rivers and the Colorado River. You could go whitewater rafting and that feels very far away for me at this point because I've been out of Colorado now for whew, uh, 10 years, I guess. Wow. That's a lot. Time, time flies, getting, yes. getting older. But do, do you visit? Yeah, I do miss that. Do you ever? I, my dad still lives there, okay. and I've had a lot of my a lot of my high school friends um, never left. So I have had the opportunity to go back for weddings, which has been a fun way to yeah. revisit Colorado. But the biggest thing I think um, with having worked in local news, there's really not a lot of vacation days. That's just yeah. how it is, especially in sports. And so I haven't had the opportunity to get back as much as I would have hoped and now we're in COVID times and obviously travel is harder than ever so my goal is in this next chapter of my life to make it back a little bit more often right right now Jessica I, you you are dominating the sports world right now back then in Colorado did you play sports I played everything and anything. I okay. was a very overscheduled kid. I loved basketball, <laughs> um, and I ended up, I burnt out. I was, I was five foot four. I wasn't going to grow anymore. I wasn't very fast. I wanted to be a shooting guard. Mm-hmm. My options were to be a point guard. I just, I wasn't good enough, frankly, and so uh-huh. I ended up, I ended up shifting out of basketball. I played golf all through high school. Okay. Um, and then I also did musical theater. So I kind of lived like a little bit of a double life. Ooh. I did sports within my high school, and my high school friends were all the athletes and my former basketball teammates. And then outside of school, I was a part of a performing group called the Academy of Theater Arts. It was wow. a wonderful experience. And okay. through them, I, I give them a lot of credit with where I am now because yeah. – in terms of, you know, media is journalism by nature for where I ended up going and getting my degree and what I pursued, but to learn how to perform and to project and Mm -hmm. to express yourself in in different ways, I give all the credit to my time with ATA. Shout out Alain Worley, Paul DeWire. They really, like, helped shape my life. Wow. Now, are you an alto soprano? What am I hearing? I'm kind of hearing alto in your voice. Which is so weird. I was a soprano my whole life. And now I've like really? shifted into this weird register where my voice is way deeper. But I was a proud soprano. I pushed all the boundaries of how high I could go. Okay. Um, and I, I really stuck with that. I never wanted to be an alto. So I was really all in on making sure I, I lived life as a soprano. I cannot... I like to sing in my car and the shower, and that's it these days. But it, yeah. it doesn't go quite as high as it once did. Girl, they probably get you to uh to to sing a few notes over there and rise and grind, baby. <laughs> Take you back. No, don't, to don't give me any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, Jessica, I see that you actually went to college at University of Southern California. Now, tell me why did you choose that particular uh, college? And, you know, tell me about your major. And I see you graduated summa cum laude. Super smart. Tell me about University of Southern Cal, baby. It was amazing. And it's so funny. You talk about times in your life, and I never necessarily wanted to go to Southern Cal. I didn't know that I wanted to go to Southern Cal. I was a I loved school, and I really wanted to go to 
Yale. I fell in love with it. I went to a theater summer intensive at the Yale School of Drama going into my senior year of high school. I was bound and determined that's where I was going to go. Small problem. Did not get in. Could not get into Yale. Mm. And so I ended up kind of narrowing my choices down between USC, UCLA, and Cal Berkeley. And I was really like riding the deadline tight. I needed to make a decision. So we decided to go and I was going to tour each campus. And I went to USC first and I just fell in love. And I canceled my two other tours, signed on the dotted line or whatever you do when you decide (laughs) where you're going to college and decided to go pursue broadcast and digital journalism at USC. And one of the things that made that decision for me was they had a brand new sports media minor and my class would be the first class as a freshman class that would be able to go through all four years with that as an opportunity and it just made sense so I decided to go and move to Los Angeles which was a huge culture shock coming from a little bubble (laughs) in Highlands Ranch Colorado and off I went. Wow. And so when you graduated, what did you want to do right after graduation from USC? It's funny. I actually just came across a one of my finals for one of my senior classes was, what do you want to do with your life? And my paper was on that I wanted to host a sports and entertainment show in either tv or digital so like that was a really wonderful reminder of of Mm -hmm. where I'm at and truly having the ability to say I'm doing what I always dreamed of doing that said graduating from journalism school you understand that that's not going to happen overnight so Mm -hmm. I made the decision that I was going to go the route of working in a small market which for people who don't know local tv stations are designated by market size. So Memphis is DMA 50. I think it's right around the 50 Mm -hmm. range. New York is number one. Uh, Chicago, Los Angeles, Dallas, those are top five. I started, I ended up starting my career in market 120, which is the Tri-Cities, Washington, Mm -hmm. which is about four hours east of Seattle. Very small, very high school focused. um, And that's, but it took me a while to get there. Like, I graduated, and I was without a job for about two and a half months. And I, that was, at this point, now, how many years ago? Six years ago? And that was stressful. Like, I can still remember it like it was yesterday. Wow. But you worked your way up, honey. You worked your way up. And Ooh, look at you now. We try. Wow, that's amazing that, you know, you looked back at what you've written down, and that's exactly what you're doing. You know how they say that, you know, if you really want to do something, write it down and look at it every day? That is so true, though. Yes, manifest it. And yes. even if you forget about it, it's still there somewhere for you to come back to later on and just also, like, give you a nice shot of gratitude to remind you of how far you've come and, and what you've accomplished. Yes. Now, Jessica, being a woman in the sports business, tell me about some of the obstacles that you have had to face, because I know there have been some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just is what it is. I think that's not the right thing to say. It's not what it is. It's unfortunately the way the industry has been shaped. And I think we are taking drastic strides Mm -hmm. in getting to a place where women's voices have never been both more plentiful 
but also louder. Like you talk about where women can be within the space of sports media and Megan and I have this amazing opportunity to give our opinions. We're not just regurgitating script or reading off a prompter. We're really getting into the nitty gritty every day and showing what we know and being able to flex that knowledge. I think that's a huge step forward. But of course, there's been situations of sexism and you get creepy people sliding into your DMs. I mean, everyone on social media, most women have to have that experience, unfortunately. It's not unique to women in sports media, but the biggest thing is you just constantly feel like you can't mess up and you have to be smarter than every other guy who's trying to do the same thing because you just have such a a little room for error because the second someone can doubt you is the second they can count you out. And that's the last thing you want as you're trying to move your way up within this field. And that's the problem with that is, is that's also unrealistic. Like, of course you're going to make mistakes. We're all human. You're going to get a name wrong. You're going to pronounce something wrong. You're going to get a score or a stat, or you're just not going to know something sometimes. And that's okay. Uh, So I'm, I'm very hopeful that we're moving in a more positive direction with all of it. And maybe it's a little blind optimism as well because I try to stay on the optimistic side of all of this but it's tough I do think we're getting better every year though and that's the cause yeah and you know what you ladies know your stuff though it's like you said it's not like you two are reading off of a script you know your stuff like I, I had to do my research on you and I watch numerous YouTubes and I'm like she is really a professional she knows her stuff and I think it's amazing and very progressive of Grind City Media to have two ladies host the show. Like, I haven't seen any of that, like, in a sports-type medium. I have not seen that. So, wow. Kudos to Grind City Media. Wow. Because you Yeah, ladies- it feels really cool. I mean, I, like, I know me personally when I was – looking for applying for local sports jobs in the past, if I saw that a woman worked at that station and that the woman wasn't the person who was leaving where there was going to be a job opening, there wasn't even a point in applying because the idea of a sports department having two women just as really as early as like two or three years ago was crazy. It just, it rarely, if ever happened. And now I've seen a couple instances where, it is happening. And here at Grind City Media, we have the chance with Megan and I to do Rise and Grind. And Megan also has other roles within Grind City Media in terms of doing interviews. She's a part of a show called Three Point Dance. And then there's also another woman within our department as well, Kelsey Wright Johnson. So you have three women, super knowledgeable, yes. kicking butt each and every day. That's huge. And I'm, I'm just grateful to be a part of it. Yes, and with, you know, uh, sports being in the forefront regarding uh, social social justice right now, um, you guys have been able to pivot the conversation and uh, speak so eloquently about, you know, um, social justice in terms of, you know, recently what's been happening with the NBA um, when, you know, they have been standing in solidarity as teams in the wake of the Jacob Blake shooting. So I love that you guys can really flex your opinions and knowledge on just different topics, not just sports. You guys get to talk about everything, as you mentioned, right in the beginning of the show. And I think that's amazing and informative because people need to hear 
these type of opinions and you know because you know some people can get stuck with like just your cnn's your fox news and today we have so many choices which is amazing so i am loving you ladies show and for those that don't really know what's going on with the nba because a lot of people well i'm not gonna say a lot of people some people may have tuned out a bit with um some of the sports i would say because of the pandemic you know people lives have just totally changed like we are in an nba bubble tell me what's going on with this nba bubble and what is the outlook for sports in uh the wake of an entire pandemic yeah so the nba is really fortunate in that they made the decision to play in a bubble down in orlando within the wide world of sports complex down at Disney World and they've knocked on wood they've had zero COVID cases since this started within their bubble which really goes to show if you have the right let's be honest if you have enough money and you have the right resources Mm -hmm. you can make this work so we're at a place right now um, the Eastern Conference semifinals have begun so you have the Heat and the Bucks they're playing as we're talking right now and then you have the Celtics and the Raptors over there you had a game seven between the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets. Nuggets advanced. They're going to take on the Clippers. We're still waiting to see who will play the Lakers. But they're still going on. It looks like we're going to have NBA games being played through October, which I'm still like flabbergasted that we're talking about NBA games being played in September because right. obviously this is normally the offseason. And you've had the NHL be able to function within a bubble. You have Major League Baseball, who's had their fair share of issues, but they are trucking along as they try to get through their season. And the big thing right now that we're all kind of waiting on pins and needles for is to see how the college football season plays out. And that's been absolute chaos. We talk about it each and every day on Rise and Grind because it feels like there's just constant moving parts there. But as is the case, as of September 2nd, 2020, 6.28 6.28 p.m. as we're speaking, the, the University of Memphis is set to start their season against Arkansas State on Saturday at the Liberty Bowl. Wow. So I'm really excited that. to see. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what that is like. They have really limited capacity, obviously, and from a media standpoint, I know we even have to get to the game earlier than usual because only four people are allowed in the elevator up to the press box at one time. We obviously all have to wear masks. So that'll be kind of a new thing for everyone to experience. But I think the biggest thing right now that that is nice is that sports are happening. And sometimes I've really had to grapple with that because it feels like sports should be a reward for us doing things correctly. And that hasn't exactly been the case over the last six months. But on the same side of that, I am fortunate enough to get to talk about sports for a living. I love sports. I breathe sports there in my life. I am a happier individual when I have sports to watch (laughs) and discuss. So it's fantastic. And the fact that we at least, you know, for now are back in this realm where sports are able to, again, hopefully safely being the operative word there, exist is really special. Yes, I I remember when they announced that the NBA was definitely going to have a season. Everybody was so overjoyed because it's like, you know, so much has been taken away from us in 2020. And to have that gone, that just would have been just devastating. 
<laughs> yes, and that feels like light years ago. Like yes. when everything stopped that night that Rudy Gobert, the Utah Jazz, tested positive, and it just felt like this domino effect where everything within days was was done, and we didn't know when it was going to come back. and And it's been so hard. And you talk about an industry that's been affected by COVID nineteen very heavily. There are you know layoffs and furloughs happening within sports companies, sports media companies every day, and that's the part that you you hate to see. And that's where you really want sports to come back, not just for the entertainment value, but for some of these people's livelihoods. And it just makes you, for me specifically, that count my lucky stars that this panned out and and this works right now, and I am still able to work within the sports sphere because it's just it's a huge bummer, and my heart goes out to everyone who has to deal with job insecurity on top yeah. of everything else that's going on right now that is so true jessica wow what you know what does a typical day look like for jessica like when you get home i know you said that you live and breathe sports but i know there are other things that jessica likes other than sports tell me about those things jessica i love tv i'm a big tv consumer and movies but Right now, it's more TV than movies because we haven't had a ton of movies coming out. So I'm a big binge watcher of everything and anything. Uh, my fiance and I just finished a show called I May Destroy You on HBO Max, which stars Michaela Cole. It's a British show Ooh. that I really recommend. We watched Watchmen, which we blew through on HBO and yeah, is expected to win all kinds of awards. And Regina King is fantastic. So if you love her, you'll love that show. Um that's what we've watched so far. I've also really, one thing that when I was kind of taking my time off from working, I got into the habit of taking really long walks, which mm-hmm. I haven't done in a very long time because it's just go, 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 go. And I've tried to continue to do that even though I'm back in a in normal working schedule just because it feels good like to, to take a walk as opposed to going on a run for the sake of burn calories and exercising but to just take a leisurely walk and appreciate the river and to walk across the bridge to Arkansas and back that's been a really enjoyable addition to my life that I I wasn't doing six months ago before COVID-19 so I appreciate that and in a normal situation I love to travel so that's the biggest thing I'm missing right now I know. Me too, girl. It's like, yeah. what? What do you get back on a plane somewhere? Who knows? Seriously. Yeah. I know. I'll drive. I would take a long drive at this point. <laughs> I would too. I I feel what you're saying. Now, Jessica, you've been in Memphis for about two years. Prior to moving to Memphis, what were your thoughts about Memphis before you got here? Did you have like any, you know, misconceptions about Memphis? Like, hmm, what is Memphis going to be I, like? I had been to Memphis twice, but not in any sort of long capacity. I'd been here once as a very small child, and I was here for a Fourth of July, and all I remember is that I burned myself with a sparkler. So that wasn't a very positive memory. And then I came for an Arkansas State football game when I was in college and we stayed in Memphis and so that was my limited like in-person exposure to Memphis but really all I knew about Memphis and I know it's everyone roll your eyes Memphians was Elvis of course but my other thing was 
Justin Timberlake. Yes, <laughs> because I was in love, JT, baby. I was in love with Justin Timberlake as a kid, Me and too. I had all of the the NSYNC books. And okay. so, in every NSYNC book, where it gave like favorite color blue, hometown Memphis, Tennessee. So that's really all that all that I knew. Um, yeah. Which is wild to think back now that I've been here for so long. Uh, and learned so much about this city. It's obviously very much more than Justin Timberlake and Elvis Presley. Wow. Now, you know, since I know that you have always been a sports fan, were you always, or were you checking for the Grizzlies prior to joining the, you know, Rise and Grind, Mrs. Grizzlies, <laughs> you know, media network? I mean, but were you checking for the Grizzlies? It's funny because I wasn't really a huge NBA fan. Um, okay. I grew up a big college sports person. My dad worked in college sports, so my entire life was shaped through collegiate athletics and everything involving college football and college basketball. So I knew about the University of Memphis, and I knew that there was you know, a lot of passion, that this city really loved the U of M. The Tigers had been to the Final Four uh, and was familiar with that side of things. As far as the Grizzlies, I really only started to get into the NBA when I started – dating my current fiance he's a giant golden state warriors fan he's from the bay area okay. and so that was kind of my gateway into the nba and then once you move to memphis it's unavoidable and the passion that this city has i was just talking to someone who just moved here actually and, and she was commenting that you just don't get that love in other cities she had lived in houston and she said the people in houston don't love the rockets like the rockets are perennial a successful team but there's just not that passion there you come to memphis and you immediately feel how much memphis loves the grizzlies loves the tigers throws all their support and that's such a cool thing to be a part of a sports community and you just don't get that everywhere else yeah i totally agree we are grizzly fanatics out here honey <laughs> i understand yes. Now, uh, Jessica, tell me about your podcast, Still Not Married podcast. What is this? Come on, tell me the deets on this podcast, honey. All right, so it was originally an inside joke, and it was called the Still Not Engaged podcast. Okay. And my fiancé and I were now engaged, so it shifted into Still Not Married. Once they get married, <laughs> we'll shift it into Still Not Parents. And then maybe we'll shift it into still not divorced. We have oh, a long-term wow. plan with that, if like anyone it. would like to hop on board. But, yeah, we when we moved to Memphis, uh, people were flabbergasted by the fact that at that point we had been together about six years and we weren't engaged. And everyone always asked about it. And everyone always had an opinion on it. And we just were like, you know what, let's just start a podcast and talk about our relationship, anything and everything. He's in the media too. He works for WMC Action News 5. And so we decided to just go with it. And we have a lot of fun. We've kind of taken a hiatus break during COVID. And also it just, it didn't feel like the right time to have more of our voices out there mm -hmm. uh, during the summer and really wanted to not pull any focus away from way more important conversations going on in this country right now. Yes. And so I think we're going to try to come back in the fall, possibly next month, but we are, our last podcast episode that we taped, we made the decision live on air to preemptively postpone our 2021 wedding to 2022. And I have to say, it's looking like a pretty,
pretty good idea. Like, yes. we were, people thought we were crazy, and now I think it's pretty smart. <laughs> yes, I agree. Congratulations on the engagement. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. It's exciting. Yes. We'll be getting married on our 10-year anniversary now, so it's, wow. it's very meaningful and very sweet. Yes, and I'm going to have to check out your podcast when you guys get back up and running and invite you to some of um, – the events we have, we have an event called Podbox where different podcasters Ooh. in the Mid-South, you know, we just congregate and share best practices, meet each other, you know, just, just to kind of meet other podcasters in Memphis. I'll definitely send you an invite for that. But Jessica, now it's time for five questions with Ina Esco. So I'm going to just go down these questions and you just okay. give me your answer, okay? And I think... You know, after talking with you, I already know the answers to a few of them already. <laughs> okay, let's, let's get started with number one. Do you rather TV, radio, sports broadcasting networks? Which one? TV or radio? TV. My heart is there. <laughs> okay, you love that TV. Can't get rid of that TV, right? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Number two, NBA or NFL? Ooh, why you got to do that to me? I got to do it. I got to do it. The, the NBA pays my check, but the NFL fills my heart. Oh, this is tough. I like that answer, though. Oh, gosh. I'm going to I'm gonna have to go with the NBA just because of my answer right there. Okay, gotcha, NBA. Okay, uh, Memphis Grizzlies or the Raptors? Oh, come on, Memphis Grizzlies. All right, Memphis Grizzlies. Okay, and I think I know the answer to this one. Number four, college sports or professional? Ooh, college sports, till I die. Till you die. Okay, last but not least, Memphis or... Let me see. Holland Ranch, Colorado. Oh, Memphis. Memphis <laughs> has way more to give. <laughs> wow. Well, Jessica, I'd like to thank you once again for being my guest today on the Verbally Effective Podcast. I've learned so much about you. You are truly amazing, and you are representing the women. That's what I love about you. You are representing the women in such a male-dominated industry, and I absolutely love you for that. And keep doing your thing, letting your light shine, and just thank you once again for joining me today. Thank you. This was so wonderful. I got to pick up some tricks and tips from you because you interview so smoothly. This just flew by. Oh, girl, thank you so much. Look, I'll be a guest over there, Rise and Grind, if y'all need me. Yes, just let let's me do know. It. All right. <laughs> okay, we're going we're gonna to make it happen. I'm excited. Yes, well, thank you so much to Jessica Benson, the host of Rise and Grind, with Jessica and Megan over there at Grind City Media. Yeah.